Minehead Baptist Church Sermon Podcast for Pentecost Sunday, the 28th of May 2023. Hello and welcome, thank you once again for joining me. My name's James and I'm the web guy here at NBC. This week we concluded our series looking at God's power with the power of the Holy Spirit. The reading is Acts chapter 2 verses 1 to 6 and 13 to 24. So we'll go and join Paul as he's introducing the service. Minehead Baptist Church, welcome. If this is your first time here, if you're a visitor, if you're visiting someone, welcome if you're on holiday. Um, And actually, you're very welcome amongst church family, no matter what uh, your circumstances, how you've managed to find yourself here today. If there's anything you need, just let us know. We'll we'll, we'll point you in the right direction to anything you want, ranging from uh, what we do with our our young children and our youth, right the way up to where's the toilet and everywhere in between. We'll try and help you if you just let us know. It's amazing to be with you on this Pentecost Sunday. And just to remind you, we have this morning service here, and then we have a church at four service. If you come to the church at four service, then you'll also be invited to join us for tea. Oh, how posh. Yeah, absolutely. There's always more food than we have than we need. I know that because Lorraine always makes two whole loaves worth of sandwiches. And, and we kind of have a bring and share tea. So if you can come at four o'clock, Alec is preaching on the promise and the power of the Holy Spirit. And uh, you'll be welcome to join us for tea afterwards. And then this evening, there's something else. Well, I don't want to say entirely, but I don't quite mean that. But there's something elsewhere for us to go and be a part of on this Pentecost Sunday. Jules. Yeah, it is indeed Pentecost Sunday, and we're continuing with the theme uh, in Porlock. So if you want to come and join us in Porlock this evening at 6 o'clock, once you've finished your tea here, um, the theme of the service is, is like probably all of today. Uh, it's called Power Within. What's your theme? The power. You've gone with the power. We've gone power within. Um, it's all on the power of the Holy Spirit tonight. Um, what we can offer you as a little exciting kind of like reel you in it's about the gifts of the spirit tonight and there may be a gift for you if you come there's always pain yeah praise god (laughs) it's on the method it's at the methodist church yeah okay it was his first time of doing the notice rate him afterwards (laughs) no in reality The power within, the gift of the Holy Spirit, that awesome presence is who we've come to thank God for this morning. And in reality, I don't know about you, but there are times when I just want to find those words that say where I'm at and what God is up to in my life. And this morning, as part of my quiet time, I found and read through an amazing psalm. I want to kind of read some verses out for you. It's my kind of normal rhythm, as many here know. But this is what Psalm 104 says, or rather the the beginning and the end, because Psalm 104 is quite lengthy. Psalm 104, from verses 1 to 4, and then from verse 27 onwards, says this. Praise the Lord, my soul. Lord, my God, you are great. You are clothed with splendor and majesty. The Lord wraps himself in light as a garment. He stretches out the heavens like a tent, and lays the beams of his upper chambers on their waters. He makes the clouds his chariot and rides on the wings of the wind. He makes winds his messengers, flames of fire his servants. 
Isn't that a picture of an amazing God? A playful, awesome, creative, powerful God. And then from verse 27 onwards, all creatures look to you to give them food, their food at the proper time. When you give it to them, they gather it up. When you open your hand, they are satisfied with good things. When you hide your face, they are terrified. When you take away their breath, they die and return to dust. When you send your Holy Spirit, they are created. And you renew the face of the ground. May the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the Lord rejoice in his works. He who looks at the earth and it trembles, who touches the mountains and they smoke. And if you'll join me, if you want to do this, we're going to hand over to Sue and do this for real in a moment. The the psalm ends, or as we come, come to an end with this. I will sing to the Lord all my life. I will sing praises to my God as long as I live. May my meditation be pleasing to him as I rejoice in the Lord. And I want to add, and may the Holy Spirit come soon. Good morning, everybody. I was just watching a little one down here, and she was having her hands raised up already, so she'd started before we did. (laughs) Amen. We're going to stand, and we're going to worship Jesus this morning. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Pentecost Sunday, dear church, do you really want to stand for the Lord? Do you really want to sing for joy to the Lord? Do you really want to shout out to the world for the Lord? That's what you just sung, but did you mean it? My Jesus, my Saviour, involves action. It involves you and me allowing the Holy Spirit to flood our lives and fill us up send us out so we've come this morning we're going to make some dangerous prayers as we go through today I'm going to warn you pre-warn you actually that as we go through these are prayers that say come Holy Spirit but the first one is to say we're going to do this in song as a prayer and you say it if you mean it the Lord takes you seriously we're going to sing shout for the Lord shout to the Lord do we mean this and if we do Come, Holy Spirit, I pray, reign over us and make this a reality. Our first prayer this morning is to say, in prayer, in worship, shout to the Lord. Shout to the Lord, all the earth and sing. Power of majesty, praise to the Compares. Oh, nothing compares to the promise I have. He 
God, this morning in prayer we acknowledge the reality that nothing compares to that promise. And the very fact we're standing here with the Holy Spirit in our midst ministering to us is proof of the reality of your promise and the fact you kept it. Minister to us and through us, I pray, because nothing compares to that promise. In your heart, I invite you to raise up praise and celebration to your Lord. Guess what? With the music playing, no one's going to hear you except you and the Lord. But that's okay, because God does prayer. I invite you where you are to let the Holy Spirit minister to you, and you raise up your praise. And if what comes from your mouth is this strange language, and someone and you hear that coming from someone next to you, let me just reassure you, that's just them in praise with a heart bubbling over. Just give him the glory and give him the praise. sisters in Christ, nothing compares to the promises of the Lord for you and the promises of the Lord for the earth through you. This morning, may those promises rest in you and on you and may the transformational power of the Holy Spirit be yours. Come and rest in this place and fall on this room and move you and us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Oh, your mercy never pray for our children and young people as they go out to their groups this morning. Father God, we thank you that we are so blessed to have so many young children and young people within this place. This morning, may what they learn be of you. May they be filled with the Holy Spirit within their groups. Lord, may their teachers speak what you have put on their hearts to teach. Lord, may they come back into church this morning, refreshed in knowing who you are. In your wonderful and precious name we pray. Amen. If you're a visitor and you don't know quite who to follow, hi Luke. Lovely to see Luke. You can follow Luke. You can't miss him. He's the one with the colourful shirt. Lovely to have you with us this morning to worship with you. We literally want to echo Millie's prayer and pray for the Holy Spirit. So can I invite you as these young people pass you to pray for them as well. 
pray that God will minister with them and through them and in them. Bless you, Sue. it's Pentecost, these prayers are on the role and presence of the Holy Spirit and our relationship with them. There will be a short period of prayer, short prayers, followed by a silence, I hope a dangerous silence, for consideration of their relevance to each one of us and our response. And then there will be a short poem after that silence by Ulrich Schaefer as a focus. We'll also be praying for the world. Let us pray. Holy Spirit, we confess that our relationship with you has not always been good, close, or indeed wholesome, that we have sought to confine and control your power by limiting your relevance, defining you as merely an item in the Christian toolkit. We have by neglect, as well as word and deed, inoculated ourselves against the divine and by our behaviour encouraged us others to do likewise. In your mercy, forgive us. When I want to be free at all costs, I am already beginning to bind myself. When I pursue my own wishes, I throw myself in chains. I do what I don't want to do. I am at my own mercy. And when I finally consider myself free, freedom becomes a burden because I must make decisions which I am unable to make and my freedom turns into a new prison. I can only find freedom in the ropes that bind me to you. Holy Spirit, before we pray for your gifting and presence, help us weigh the cost and consequences. Help us let go our innate desire to control the way things are done. Help us to be prepared to relinquish our plans and priorities, not just for Sundays and church activities, but of family wishes, our values, attitudes and prejudices, our retirement plans, possessions and material concerns. And help us, by our behaviour, become one of the others outside society's cultural norms, accepting that this may mean loss of status, and that being an outsider may invite ridicule and persecution. 
and help us to glory in seeing your kingdom move in power. To be excited by our walk with you and to know that any cost is far outweighed by your presence. So let us weigh these factors and others which come to mind and decide, commit, if we want the presence of the Holy Spirit with us. Never have you given me stones when I have asked for the nearness of your spirit, for the bread of my life. And yet often my heart has been stone. I was hard and blind for your love in my life and without the peace of your dove. Change my barren life into bread for the waiting. Make me transparent and turn the stones into people alive with the fire of your spirit. Holy Spirit, we wait on you. Renew our relationship with you, or meet us for the first time, but come in power to equip, encourage, and change, that in being transformed we may change all. Thank you that you grant empowerment In humility and confidence, we claim that. We claim the Father's promise to us that you, Holy Spirit, will be poured out on us. Grant us your gifts that for the Father's glory we may teach, heal, prophesy, discern and act wisely and lovingly. Suddenly, one moment, the whole world is ablaze, and I am given the view that penetrates. In this second, all loose ends are tied up. Everything is right. The world is no longer made of pieces. All questions cease. Body, soul, and spirit not torn apart anymore. The door has been pushed open. The veil has gone. And there you are. I sense the truth that lies concealed behind the images that settle on my retina. Now let us in the power of the Spirit pray for the world and the many, many issues which exist. We'll have a brief pause to bring to mind a single situation which we feel is in need of God's intervention. Be that the persecution of Christians, the war in Sudan, the 
the walls of this church may crumble, or whatever the Holy Spirit placed on your heart. And then together, for a period of only 30 seconds, we will all pray out loud that prayer. Um, We will ask for divine intervention. And I encourage those whose mother language is not English to pray in their first tongue, reflecting the variety and the richness of the kingdom. Let us pray. Lord, I pray for people in Sudan, for the persecution there, for the war, for murder, for starvation, for disruption and destruction of the, that goes on in that place. I pray for the children who are hungry, who are frightened, who are alone. I pray for those who seek to bring your kingdom in that place, to support others. Lord, I pray that you will. I don't hear any other prayers at all. So can I suggest that we all pray, we all now lift together these issues which are on our heart to God. So Lord, I just pray that you will bring your kingdom in that place. That you will move in power and restore Lord, we pray for the aid workers, we pray for their safety, we pray for the success of their efforts. And we pray that the whole situation will be transformed and that you will transform men's hearts in that place. Lord, we just thank you for your interest and love in that place. Amen. Lord, hear our prayers today and have mercy. Our reading this morning is from Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 6, and then 12 to 24. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now there were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one of them heard them speaking in his own language. Some, however, made fun of them and said they have had too much wine. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These men are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says... I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men 
and women. I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heaven above and signs and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will turn into darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Men of, I of Israel, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders and signs which God did among you through him as, yourselves, as you yourselves know. This man was handed over to you by God's set purpose and foreknowledge and you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to the cross. But God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. Let's pray for Paul as he comes to share God's word with us this morning. Father God, we thank you for Paul and for the preparation in which has gone into this morning's sermon. Father, may what he speaks be of you. May he be filled with the Holy Spirit as he comes now to share with us. Father, fill this place with your grace and with your love, we pray. Amen. Friends, it's all about the power. Do you remember a couple of weeks ago, we've been going, just to let our visitors know, we've been going through a series of Sundays between uh, Easter and now, talking about the power of, the power of worship. We talked about the power of testimony, do you remember that? <clears throat> and we talked about um, something else actually. Steve came and shared that image of us all ferreting down for want of a better word, the back of the sofa for the pound coins. Do you remember him saying that? Do you know, God plans well. Did you know that? So actually, that same sort of time, might have been the same Sunday from what you told me, there's that sense of God being with Tanya and saying, you're valued. Like a child that finds a pound coin down the side of a sofa. You ever seen the excitement of a child when he puts his hand in? It's a penny. It's a penny. It's a pound. Someone here this morning, and I absolutely agree with the word Tanya brought, someone here this morning needs to hear you're valued. You are truly valued. You're not discarded. You're not forgotten. You're valued. You're worthy. And God has, when you return to him, the excitement of the child finding the pound down the side of the sofa. That's you later on. That's you, rather. Then later on, can I encourage you to come and speak to me or speak to one of the worship team here or one of the ministers here? Because we'd love to pray with you. You are worthy. And thank you for the courage of sharing. 
Do you know, it's all about the power. And today we're going to finish our series of looking at the power of, by looking at this one, the power of the Holy Spirit. A power that transforms lives. Not just of you and I, although that's true, but when the Holy Spirit is let loose in his church, he transforms church as well. This morning, we've already heard prayers, haven't we? Holy Spirit rained down on this place. Heartfelt prayers as we long to see the Holy Spirit move in power here among us. And see his dynamic power move out into the community. Friends, it's true to say, I cannot escape the reality that I believe this morning that the Holy Spirit wants to move here today. Longs to rain down. And in fact, that's exactly your prayer, isn't it? And if it isn't your prayer, you sure sung it. Undeservedly, have your way, we say. Undeservedly, I mean unreservedly, can't read my own writing. Unreservedly, have your way, we, we sang. But did you really mean it? This week, as I've prepared for today, I've become even more convinced of something. Every day that's gone on, this conviction has grown and grown and grown. And I know it's the conviction of God because against it is the enemy going, that can't be true. You can't do that. You can't say, you know. I want to put myself on the line and say that I am convinced that God wants to move here today. By the power of his Holy Spirit. And I don't just mean a little, I mean he wants to move today. And he's also convicted me of something else. That before we go any further, we need to deal with something. Because I believe that God's given me some words for you this morning. Here's what he gave me. How serious are you about longing to see the Holy Spirit rain down in this place? In order for the Holy Spirit to rain down, he must first reign over you. You like the idea of him reigning down, in being a part of all he does, but you won't be a part of that unless you let him reign in you. And you don't like the idea of anyone reigning over you. You fear what might happen to you if he reigns down on your life. So over there, please, Holy Spirit, and not here. But I believe the Lord would say to you, in order to be a part of what is to come, you must first invite him to where you are now. Not there, but here. In order for the power of the Holy Spirit to reign down and reign here in this church, he must firstly reign over you and in you and with you, wherever you are this morning, whatever you feel this morning, whatever your situation this morning. And by the by, it's true as me as well. So here comes something very dangerous. We're going to pray. And as we do so, we'll be joining with those disciples before the Holy Spirit was poured out on them. Scripture says, Acts 1.14, they all joined together in prayer. And by they, it means the whole group of disciples. Not just the 12 disciples, but the wider group. 
70 or 120, we thought, or maybe 124, depending upon how you, ca- you count. They all joined together in prayer, and then the Spirit came. Now, I have no idea, and I've not done the Mass, but there's probably about 124 of us here. How exciting could this be then? How dangerous could this be? So I wrote a prayer, and I've put it up on the screen. I hope you can read it. Um, I want to invite you to read it with me, if you wish. But I want you to read the prayer first. Because quite frankly, if you don't wish, don't pray. Or, if you prefer that this is your prayer between you and your Lord, and you want to say it from your heart, please feel free. This is not me making a prescript way of us praying. This is me saying, before the Holy Spirit came, the disciples were all together and they prayed. So let's follow the example. Okay, this is a dangerous prayer. Because it's I. And when you pray it, it's your I, not my I. I invite you, should you wish, just to sit there with your eyes shut and closed or do nothing or whatever... But I'm going to say this prayer, and I invite whomever among you wishes to do so, to say it with me. And so I start. Lord, I thank you for the promise that you will send the Holy Spirit to be with me. This morning I pray that the Holy Spirit would rain down on me and would reign over me. Let your Spirit fall in this room transforming my life I pray revive this church Lord and start with me in Jesus name I pray Amen it is dangerous because the Lord keeps his words and his promises do you remember a couple of weeks ago we were looking at In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 19, at Paul's words. And if you remember, this is the words that we looked at. And his, that is God's, incomparable great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength. As his, it should say, sorry, mighty strength. It's amazing, isn't it? It's an amazing word. Do you remember we said that the word for power in there is the same Greek word, dunamis, That's used for our English word, dynamite. I love that. Dynamite. So Paul is praying that these Christians in Ephesus would understand a dynamite power of the Lord. Not just any power, not just the kind of just made it over the threshold power, but dynamite power. He prays that they will know that that's the power they're sitting on. Did you know this morning that's the power of the Holy Spirit in this church? Dynamite. You're all dynamite. You look at me as if I'm about to go off at any moment. (laughs) But the reality is it's true. Okay, the reality is here, Paul is saying, if only you could grasp how much power you have in your hands and at your disposal, then you do more for the Lord, go further from the Lord than you ever did, and you would be dynamite. I want to be dynamite for the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The reality, that reality is true today, isn't it? Dynamite, okay, equals power. I want to argue divine dynamite is Holy Spirit power. The power of God. 
I just don't want to be dynamite for the Lord. I want to be divine dynamite. Friends, we need that, don't we? Because in one sense, the prayer we've just said invites the Holy Spirit this morning to blow the church apart with divine dynamite. Blow the church apart. If this church was blown about with divine divine dynamite, I wonder how quickly the walls would come down. Fairly quickly, I would imagine. Lord, bring that power, I pray. We need the Holy Spirit to empower each one of us, empower this church like never before. Without the Holy Spirit, Christian discipleship would be inconceivable, even impossible. Without the Holy Spirit, there can be no life without the life giver. No understanding without the spirit of truth. No fellowship without the unity of the spirit. No Christ-likeness of character apart from the Holy Spirit's fruit. And no effective witness without his body. And this is so important, friends, that I want to make a statement. As a body without breath is a corpse, so the church without the spirit is dead. It is lifeblood stuff that we're talking about this morning. It is that important, that vital, that we all need it. Church without the Spirit is dead. You, of course, would never comment like I would on this. I have to say, I've been privileged to be at some rather lovely ceremonies. I was once privileged, asked by our Anglican friends be part of a Church of England service. I won't say where because I don't want to embarrass them or me. And it was an amazing service in many ways. It did many things that I didn't know. What I was up to, they processed. And I was there in my tie because I thought I'd better look Lorraine, rather. Thought I'd better look a bit smart, (laughs) which is not my norm. But thank you for giving me that opportunity. It was a warm day. And we sat around the top and and I was really honoured. I will tell you this, I was asked to speak at an ordination of a minister and Actually, in one sense, this is really strange that a Baptist was asked to speak, but really good. What I will tell you is this. I fell asleep. Looking back on it, I gave myself the excuse. And the excuse I gave was that the problem wasn't mine. It was theirs. The service was boring. I didn't like the songs. You get the drift? On reflection... I was the problem. Because, you see, the truth was, if I had engaged with it, I would have seen the awesome dynamic power of the Holy Spirit at work. But the truth is, I never did. God's Spirit is at work here this morning. His power is available to you. And if you don't engage with it, it's your choice. I will not make you, neither can I. But the reality is, if you do engage with it, expect Dynamite. I didn't want to embarrass the church because, I, to be honest, I fell asleep and didn't even hear the preacher. By the by, thank you, Lord, for reminding me. And as we read of the events of that first Pentecost, here is the final act of the saving ministry of Jesus Christ. 
the last act before his second coming, he was born into our humanity. He lived our life. He dies for our sins. He rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven. And now he sent his spirit to his people, to you and I, to form us into a body and to work out with them what he had in mind. So the truth is, you're not here by accident or by design. You're here because the Holy Spirit wants you here. And if you're a visitor and you've come and you think, why is this chat twittering on? Can I just invite you to think what there might be of what's being said for you and your church in your circumstances? Because Pentecost is nothing short of the church's birthday. And whilst this day only comes once... It's a day that inaugurates Christ's new era of the Spirit, which lasts forever and is available to us today. So there's an invitation for you and I to live in God's power and allow the Lord to take hold of our situations. Did you know we need to experience divine dynamite today? And more particularly, the Lord wants to pour it out on us. And scripture tells us he wants to reign over and reign down. And how can I be so sure? Well, if you look at the first few words of the prophecy from Joel that Peter says, it says this. In the last days, God says. Okay, now we need to be careful as we interpret these words, not in context, not to believe that that means that somehow, sometime, between now and when Jesus comes again, this will happen. That's not what it means. Because there's a unanimous conviction of New Testament authors that Jesus inaugurated the Messianic age. And the final proof of this is the outpouring of the Spirit. And so, in the last days means the period between when Jesus come, came and he's coming again. Can you see that? And if that's true, and it is biblically true, then when he says, I'll pour out my spirit, he means he's going to pour it out on you. Not a little bit, but a lot. It was right there at the first Pentecost that God poured out his spirit. And he's going to pour out, he's pouring out his spirit now. But it means you and I live in an age of spiritual abundance. Not just spiritual little, but spiritual lot. So this morning, my second bit of prayer. You don't have to join me. This morning, Lord, I pray, blow this place up. According to Acts 2, there are three truths about divine dynamite. And they're really quick and really easy to understand. And you're going to go, praise the Lord, okay? The nature of that divine dynamite you can read between verses 22 and 36. But Romans 8, 16 to 17 says this. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs. Heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. And as... We said at the beginning of this service, if you feel that you are not valuable, let me remind you, you are an heir of the kingdom of God. Nothing less than that. You matter that much. And that means you have that much access to divine power. You ain't half powerful. 
Isn't that what Jesus himself means when he says in Luke 24, I'm going to send you what the Father has has promised, but stay in the city until you've been clothed with power from on high. You're that powerful. And if we take a breath for a moment, we need to acknowledge some reality. One I know personally. It was 1983, and Lorraine and I had... I was 19, we just met actually at that stage. As a group of, of, of youth together, we went to Spring Harvest. It was at Spring Harvest for the first time that I started to hear about the work of the Holy Spirit. People asking if I wanted to be filled with the Holy Spirit, work out in my life what that meant, allow the Spirit to fill me and give me some of that gifting and fruit. That, that was what was basically presented to me. Now, you're all good Christian folk, and you, of course, go, yeah, I was sceptical. Actually resistant, if we're being honest. Because there was this voice somewhere in the back of my mind that was going something like this. Oh, this is weird. This is scary. It's a bit out there. How could I know that this was true and not misleading? And in my case, I asked the question, why me? Suddenly, I was being led down the garden path. Or was I? Well, the truthful answer is I wasn't. But we do need to deal with something. Because the reality is many of us don't let the Holy Spirit work in us because we have a sense of fear. And I want to tell you, I'm testimony to the fact it's not fear of the Lord. It's the enemy that's putting the fear into you. And I let that fear go. And I remember that moment when I let the fear go and I felt such peace. My prayer is, my next prayer is that if that's you this morning, you come find someone you know and love and trust or a minister here after the service and we'll pray with you and pray for you. But may this moment be the moment you let fear go. The deception wasn't from the Lord. Deception was the enemy. Friends, the power available to you and me this morning is supernatural power. It's power that enables miracles, wonders and signs, according to verse 22, for prophecy of wisdom and discernment and healing and release and a lot of other things. About 70 or 80 that I could think of, we haven't got time to list them all. It's a power over life, over death and the grave itself. Here's the deal. You and I need not fear death with the Holy Spirit with us. Because we will be raised to glory with the Lord. And it's a power over life itself. Do you know the truth of the matter is I genuinely do not want to think of what my life would have been like had I not found God. But I can tell you the two people I grew up with, I became a Christian. One ended up in jail, one committed suicide. I genuinely do not know what my life would have been like. But I'm grateful for God that he caught me. That's the power we're talking about. Power that is amazing and awesome. Dynamic dynamite. For some here today, you need to hear something actually. And this is my final bit of prayer. That you have the power of the Holy Spirit in you. Now you already know that deep down. But you've swallowed a lie. 
that the power is weak and defeated and only partially useful and the enemy is wrong and we will have no part of him this morning. So, here's a dangerous prayer. If you know the Holy Spirit is in you, but you want that dynamic power, pray with me. Father God, I pray that you would release the fullness of the power of the Holy Spirit into my life. That you would fill me anew with your spiritual presence. That all fear would be gone. And that I would understand that the dynamic, dynamite power of the Lord is mine. Come, use me fully, I pray. Amen. And in praying that, I pray that God will tell you, fill you with what you already know. That is, that he will let you know that what he's already asked of you is possible. Because it is. How do we have divine dynamite? Sorry, I can't get that to work. How do we have divine dynamite? Um, Acts 2 verses 37 to 38 say this. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to to Peter and the other disciples, Brothers, what shall we do? And Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. We're going to come back to that in a moment. And pray that. And there's only one condition, as far as I can see this in scripture, about this stuff. John, chapter 15, verse 5 says this, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. In other words, all we need to do to be dynamite to blow the walls of the church office, to stay in the presence of the Lord and continue to rest in him, connect to the vine, let him do the hard work and have the praise and glory and frankly have a lot of fun along the way. How to remain in Christ? Continual repentance. You would not believe how many times a day I mess up. Thank you. (laughs) Bless you, sister, I think. Constantly, constantly, okay? (coughs) Excuse me. Well, thank you for that, Lorraine. That's really kind of you. Constantly, I have to repent. What about you? Are you, if you don't, can you do me a favour? Can you come and tell me how it's done? I continually have to repent. And continually, I'm bending the knee given my obedience to my Lord. And continually, I have to remind myself, as Scripture says in Ephesians 5.1, that I must live my life in a way that identifies with Christ rather than with the world. Continually, I have to do that. What about you? If you're good, if you can do that stuff, please come tell me. But I would suggest that's the human condition. And in truth, we all need that, don't we? So, Lord, pour out your spirit on us here today. I pray we may experience the effects of the Holy Spirit in each of our lives and in our life as a church family together. Rain down on this place and rain in my heart. Do you remember that prayer we started with? You prayed it for you. 
I'm going to invite you to pray this prayer for your church. Now, if this is not your church and you still want to pray this over your church, that's what I encourage you to do. And if you let me know how to get a copy of this prayer to your church or to you, I will. So if you send, leave us your email address or something like that, we'll make that happen. But that prayer that we had said at the beginning has now been slightly changed. Because this is no longer about me. This is about us. Okay? Again, I encourage you to say the prayer if you mean it, but not if you don't. Again, if you want to say this in your heart silently and prayerfully to your Lord, please feel free. Again, if you'd rather just sit there without praying, that's fine. This is not a prescript thing. But I think the Church of Jesus Christ needs to wake up. Imagine if every single church in this country came alive with the power of the Holy Spirit today, what would happen? Tomorrow's headline in the paper wouldn't read uh, something about um, the latest celebrity and what they've been up to. Or for that matter, the fact, and congratulations, Terry, I know you're watching, that Luton Town have made the premiership. (laughs) Terry is a Luton fan that comes here. The headline in the paper would read, Churches pray, the Spirit comes, and all heaven breaks loose. I want to be part of that. I invite you to pray with me. Lord, I thank you for your promise that you will send the Holy Spirit to be with us. This morning I pray that the Holy Spirit would rain down on this church and would reign over us. Let your Spirit fall in this room, transforming lives and transforming the world, I pray. Revive mine head, Lord, I pray, and start with us. In Jesus' name, I pray. That little word, Amen, means let it be. It's a word that means the contract is sealed. I invite you just to take two minutes or a minute or so for yourself as Sue and the group come. Just simply be with your Lord. To let him minister to you. To let him speak into your life transform you, challenge you, change you. I invite you to join your prayers with my prayer in your way to let the Holy Spirit rain down and rain in.
Father God, we thank you for the reminder, be imitators of God. Just as children imitate their parents, we are told to imitate you. Your great love for us led him to sacrifice himself so that we might live. In this moment, Lord, where we say, Holy Spirit, rain down and rain on. We acknowledge that our love for others should be that same sort of love. A love that goes beyond affection to self-sacrifice in service. We acknowledge that reigning down and reigning in means that we have to give of ourselves. So I dare to ask you, dear church, this moment as we worship, to choose the path of self-sacrifice. Let the Holy Spirit reign and follow him. In Jesus' name I pray. for someone and if this is for you praise God you're carrying a burden around that you don't need to carry the Lord is asking you this morning to put the burden down and you're going to know this is for you because you're going to know the way you feel you're carrying it like that not on your back but as if you're holding it it's weighing you down it's something that you need to release you just need to lay it down and the Holy Spirit is saying today's that day Today's the day when you can be free and you can just lay it down and it's okay. I've got you. I've got you, says the Lord. And he gave me a scripture to remind you. It's a scripture that's quite famous, but I think this is for you. This is Jesus' words. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The Lord this morning, if that's you, invites you to do nothing less than to lay down the heavy burden you've been carrying in, carrying. And find that he gives you a light yoke. A burden that is not hard or cumbersome or anything but a pleasure to carry because it's not burdensome he invites you to lay it down 
And if that's you, please come and find me. I believe, friends, the Holy Spirit wants to minister in power here this morning. And so I want to invite you to do something, which is, if you have a word of God, if you think God's saying something to you, come find me. And if it's right, then come share. The power of testimony, the power of worship, and the power of the Holy Spirit put together. We're going to be here for as long as we need to be here. And if that means coffee's in two minutes, that's fine. But if it means we're not going for a while that's fine too so if it goes beyond the time you normally want to go just go it's okay come to me says the Lord Holy Spirit, he said, I'll baptize you with the Holy Spirit with fire. Now, I don't know what that means to everybody, but to me, I realize that sometimes I get a bit lukewarm, lack a bit of enthusiasm, lack a bit of fire in my belly. You know what that means? And he says, I will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And I do believe this morning that we need to come to the Lord and say, Lord, I'm a bit lukewarm. Lord, I'm a bit anemic. Would you please baptize me afresh? Or baptize me maybe for the first time and put some fresh fire in my belly, a bit more enthusiasm for the Lord. I'm feeling quite emotional because I get sometimes and I realize I'm not as on fire as I should be. Lord, put a bit of fire in us, I pray. Baptize us with the Spirit and with fire. And if you don't feel a bit anemic, hallelujah. If you don't feel a bit lukewarm, I'm just so thrilled for you. But I know that's where we often get to as individuals. And that's often where we get to as a church. We just lack that oomph. It's not very spiritual, is it? Oomph. Lord, give us fire in our bellies. Okay, let's take that seriously. This is scripture. This is where Jesus is baptized himself. Jesus has been baptized himself, rather. And he comes and we hear these amazing words. Just invite you for a moment just to be. John the Baptist sees Jesus coming towards you, him. This is his words about Jesus and his promise for you for today. I baptise you with water for repentance, but after me will come one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not fit to carry. He will baptise you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Father, I pray that this morning, as those that wish open their hearts to you, 
we would know your baptism of spirit and fire. Passion reignited. First love confirmed. Holy Spirit power enabled. I invite you where you are and how you are to respond to that prayer. If this is for you, just open up your hands and receive from the Lord. If you wish, kneel, lay, stand, put your hands in the air, whatever the Lord requires of you. This is a simple invitation to respond to him. Commit ourselves again to the Lord. Be still for the presence of the Lord. As holy one is here. Come out before him now with I pray, rain down and reign over, Lord. Amen. For the presence of the Just a word, perhaps, for those of us who have been Christians for a long time and have sat through many Pentecost services and have seen or have thought that we've seen it all before. I think God's word to you is, I will accomplish my purposes. Friends, as our worship starts to draw to an end, my prayer over you can be found in Scripture. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, and I pray it over you as a prayer. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we, who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory, are being transformed into his likeness with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord. Who is the Spirit? This Pentecost Sunday, Lord, may we grasp hold of the truth of how free we are indeed. We are who you say we are, not who the enemy tells us we are, and not who we even believe that we are, but we are yours and we are who you say we are, and who you set free 
is free indeed. I pray a prayer of freedom on everyone here and on this church, Lord. And say one more time, rain down Holy Spirit and reign in me. In Jesus' name, Amen. So if anything this morning has spoken to you or touched you or if you need prayer, myself and Richard and others will be around. If you want to come and talk to us about something other than receiving prayer, can I invite you, dear church family, to do so when we're sharing coffee a bit later on so that those that need that prayer can come forward and have that prayer. So rather than discussing what colour the walls are, let's discuss how the Holy Spirit's going to bring them down. Let's just receive each other and give, share the words of the amazing grace with each other. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. To leave a message, please go to minehead-baptist.com slash sermons. Well, thank you once again for listening and I'll speak to you soon.